News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Glad you're with us. It's a, uh, we're, we're already a, a, a chunk into the show here. Now, we've already had the right side way for the day where I get to opine and, and bring you some thoughts that I've put together for you. But I, I, wanted, I wanted to tell you that one of my favorite segments of the week is, is the one we have next. And that's uh, when our friend Copper just takes a few minutes. We call it Copper's Corner. And uh, Copper, the mic is yours. All righty. Well, thank you. Well, I'm starting off by saying, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Yesterday, a video went viral of a young Olympic athlete, Tamira Mensah-Stock, who just won gold in women's freestyle wrestling. Now, she sounded super giddy in her interview. I mean, who wouldn't be right after winning gold? But she was just bubbling over with joy for God and for her country and for her success. And I was just struck by how rare that is, not just the pride in her country and in God, but just a joyful attitude. People are so negative a lot of times these days. My generation has a doomsday attitude, seeing problems everywhere, working ourselves up into despair about, quote, not being able to do anything about it. Maybe older generations grieve for the good old days, thinking America's golden age is behind us. And in a way, it almost feels sometimes like Republicans have a victim mentality the same as Democrats do. What stories do we play? We play ones about people being canceled, people getting fired over their religious or political beliefs, people realizing how much they were brainwashed by, you know, the education system. We see lawsuits over religious freedom, and we play these stories as much as Democrats play all their stories about racism and sexism and problems in the system. Recently, a story that went viral was Yonmi Park, a defector from North Korea, who was criticizing Columbia and Ivy League education and how much propaganda and socialism and crushing of varied opinions there is in upper higher education. But I had actually seen a bunch of her videos before that, ones that were really happy and joyful, where she was sharing her story and how horrible her life was in North Korea and the hardship she had gone through, but then such beautiful things she had experienced since then, how much she loved America, how much she loved her new life, how much people had encouraged her and built her up. Why didn't those videos go viral? In the Bible, Paul says that he learned the secret of being content in all circumstances. He was in prison when he wrote that. He was not happy, but he learned to praise God despite it all. Now, I really want to practice this myself, so I'm kind of not just encouraging others to do this, but myself. I want to remind myself and others of the good and beautiful things that we have. As we push back against losing freedoms during COVID, I don't want to forget how blessed I am to be alive and in good health. As we complain about businesses losing their rights, as we should, and as we criticize taxes, our taxes being used as handouts for people who aren't working, let's remember to thank God for our cars, for our right to own property, for our ability to travel and to earn good wages. Even as we worry about how the national debt will affect our children and grandchildren, let's count the blessings we have today. How will our children learn to love America if we only ever bemoan how terrible things are becoming? There's a trend growing in popularity among young people called gratitude journaling. It's pretty simple. You just you write a list of the things that you're thankful for, that you thank God for. When we're weary or depressed or angry, feeling like there's enemies on all sides of us, I, I know that feeling. It's, it's terrible to feel that way. But sometimes 
it's useful to do a specific action, to write down in our records the good things God and America have done for us and still do for us. If we just whip ourselves into an angry and miserable state, that uses up a lot of energy. So when it comes time to take action, do we have anything left? It's so much easier to share the bad stories than the good ones, but the latter can be so much more fruitful. Getting something off my chest can help me, but if I share something good, it can help many people. Now, I'm not advocating for complacency. We do face threats both abroad and domestically. We need to be vigorous. We need to teach ourselves. We need to be as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. But let's remember to encourage each other and build each other up, to tell each other that life is still beautiful. Older people can encourage younger generations not to grow faint of heart. We've got a long way to go, so it's really too early to feel so defeated. Younger generations can ask older folks for their stories. Listen to the wonderful things they've done, the success stories, their wisdom, what they've learned really matters in life. Imagine if in the trenches of World War I, soldiers just looked at each other and said, this sucks, we're all going to die, our enemies are terrible, look at all the terrible things they're doing. No, they sang songs together. They shared their victories. They prayed together for more victories. They said, we have something to hope for. We can win. It's worth fighting. Life will be good again. Let's do that for each other. Not forget the good things, despite the bad. And that's Copper's Corner. It was awesome. It was awesome. Copper, I think you've earned your pay for the day. <laughs> Just go ahead and um, after 5 o'clock, take the rest of the day off. That'll be great. <laughs> no, that, that, that was spot on. And, uh, and I completely agree with you. And I think, I think it's so easy to forget what we have. You know, and... Um, I find myself sometimes I'll go home in the evening and like I almost don't want to hear the news anymore because yeah. they're not reporting the way you just described. They're not we're not getting the good news stories. All we're getting is the things that you know, that are preceded by the words backlash or outright anger or whatever the case may be. I saw somebody last night on Twitter that said, "Okay, that's enough doom trolling for the rest of the day. I'm going to take the time off of social mm-hmm. media." And just that was it. And I thought, "Yep, I get it." Um but what you just said is uh, is literal. I mean, Hebrews ten twenty four literally says it starts off with "Let us consider how we might encourage one another to love and good deeds," and it goes on to say, "Not forsaking our assembling together as some would do, but all the more as we see the day drawing near." So you're right; the day's drawing near, whatever day that is. Um, and and I and I believe though that uh, you're right. We have to uh, remind each other how much we do have. And I don't know. What do you think? What do you think is? Um, it's an attitude, first of all. Gratitude is an attitude. Yeah. Um, did I just coin that phrase? That was pretty good. <laughs> but, but, but the reality is uh, gratitude is something you have to uh, choose to do, though. Yeah. It, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's a choice as much as anything. You, you can have a terrible day at work and be feeling really grumpy, but then pull out your smartphone and make a list of the good things that you have and the good things that happened that day. And it really does shift your attitude. I, I did it for a couple weeks and the more often I did it, the easier it was to come up with things to write down. And it would it would change my mood. It is. It's a choice. It's deliberate. It is. Charlene laughs at me. We we have you know we 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 built our house last year. We live um, uh, on a on a big uh, wide slough of water just mm-hmm. off the main channel of a river. And um, and we'll sit a lot of times. We don't even sit inside in the evenings. We'll sit outside on the back deck and just stare. And sometimes we'll sit there and it'll be twenty minutes without having to even talk. And, um, and I, I was one night I just looked and I, I realized I had relaxed and I was sitting there and I was not thinking about work. And I said, 
I think this house makes me a better person. But it was my joking way of saying how much I appreciate the fact that there's so much more out there than just the news, the headlines, the things that drive my everyday, the cases where my clients are fussing with each other, you know, all those things. Um, so uh, good on you for reminding us that. And um, what do you think? Does it take having to leave what you've got to appreciate what you had? Or, or can you do people snap out of it and appreciate where they are without having it jerked away? I hope so. I hope so. I guess it takes good friends in your life to encourage you to remember that you do have good things. It so you is. don't just You're right. get in a headspace by yourself. Yeah. Yes. Don't uh don't ruminate. So I heard my pastor say ruminating is what a cow does. A cow <laughs> literally will chew its cud and you'll notice it always looks like it's chewing. It's constantly chewing. And and then it'll swallow and it'll digest slightly and then kind of upchuck it again and chew on it some more. And that's what ruminating is. You are literally just sticking those thoughts in your mind and just digesting them over and over again yourself. Mm-hmm. You gotta get outside yourself once in a while. Mm-hmm. Which is good why for you. Which is why it's good great you. that you always remind us that we're not alone here. We are not alone. Perfect point. And, and that, I think that's something I do want this audience to constantly hear from us, is that uh, this is not the show where you're going to come on and find the constant level of anger. Now, do I get mad? Yeah. Uh, and, and there were times when I am, uh, I'm, if there was a camera right here right now in the studio studio, my, there are times when my arms are waving in the air and I'm ready to throw some paper. But there's other times, though, when I'm laughing and, 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 and cutting up and, and, and I enjoy doing what I'm doing. We've got to be the show. We've got to be a place that people can go to and say, uh, number one, I know I'm not alone because I hear people calling in. Uh, you know, Phil said over and over again, and, and Copper just reminded just now that, that, that there's others of us out there. Charlene always says there's more of us than there are of them. But at the same time, we can give you a message and a hope uh, that there's, there's more out there than just the clickbait you're seeing on social media. Mm, that was good. Some, make that a whole segment, Copper. That was <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. Let's go ahead and head into a break. We'll come back with a short segment after this. And, uh, folks, at the top of the hour, we got Congressman Mo Brooks coming on. Going to talk to him about what's happening in D.C. right now. This whole eviction moratorium. Is there a firewall? Is somebody doing something? Or is the little guy just going to have to file suit and work its way through the courts and pay lawyers to go figure it out for him? I hope that's not the case. I'm hoping he has some solutions he's going to bring to bear. Bill Williams, News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.